Hello there, everyone. I am Paul Wicker. And I'm J.D. Brader. And today is January 12th. Happy New Year. And these are your top nine headlines in PPC for the past week. Should have I said Happy New Year? I guess no, it's good. that's been a it's while. It's been a while. I mean, yeah. it's been almost like a month. We haven't, you know, you were gone on vacation. Uh, want to tell the good people what you did? It was fun. Only good people can hear this, but I went to Florida, <laughs> New Jersey, and New York. It was lovely. It was very warm in Florida, and it was very cold in New York and New Jersey. Uh, but came back this week, and it's been, it's been good. We've done no headlines in like three weeks, right? I know. So It's, it's crazy. Uh, Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Uh, happy New Year. Kwanzaa. Happy Kwanzaa. We get them all. Why don't you tell them about this haircut, too? I also made a bet with our CTO here at EdStage that he could not <laughs> deliver a new uh, conversion upload feature before I got back from vacation, and he did it. So I got this sweet mohawk. The back is really the best. Yeah, look at this. Look at this point. Some good stuff. All right, let's talk about news, <laughs> though. Because a lot of things, well, actually, not a ton happened. Turns out a lot of uh, the networks kind of slowed down over the holiday. Yeah. LinkedIn actually goes into like a code freeze for a few weeks. I'm sure some of the other networks do as well. We just, we had a bug <laughs> we were waiting on them to fix. So I know specifically LinkedIn shut down for a while. Um, so not that much over the past few weeks, but we do have some, quite a bit of news, especially today with the news from Facebook. Yeah, Facebook, I feel like they're the only ones that like worked through the holidays. I think everyone's like, I'm taking off for two weeks. Facebook's like, not us. Boom, yeah. here we come. And new. Snapchat. I think it's they had like such a big New Year's bash, which we'll talk about, that okay. everybody's been hung over for a week uh, and no one did anything. <laughs> but, all right, so what's going on with Facebook? Yeah, this one like broke the Thursday afternoon, which is no surprise. I find that I, I really think they planned that, a lot of their changes. Thursday afternoon, well... Uh, we have a news feed algorithm update. So this one is specifically targeting, I uh, mean, we could say publishers. I think they're the ones that are going to get hit the hardest out of it. But basically, they're going to be prior, uh, prioritizing posts from friends and family, which they've been saying for a while now. But it's going to become even more so over public content and um, as part of consent with their news feed values, which I absolutely just love. So again, I think the things that you should keep in mind Organic is dying, right? We all know these things. Um, it's going to be becoming increasingly difficult to get all of those organic posts. However, if you create uh, what, what was the wording here? I think the wording was sparking meaningful or sparking conversations and meaningful interactions. So you're basically going to go for comments and shares, which that's, I feel like <clears throat> is what people tried for anyway. I mean, yeah. who didn't try to go for comments and shares on organic, but. I mean, uh, if you read what Zuck wrote, you know, he posted on Facebook and they shared it in the Facebook like uh, press area. Um, I mean, he's really reacting to all the pressure on Facebook to try to curb all of the fake news and all the kind of uh, overly political uh, messages that are like creating divisions. And he really is kind of attacking news in general. And there's a few quotes that I thought were like pretty out there. I mean, he wrote... Um, because he's, you know, like you said, he wants people to get engaged and talk about these stories. Those are the ones he wants on Facebook. On the flip side, quote, passively reading articles or watching videos, even if they're entertaining or informative, may not be as good. Uh, so he literally is just saying, hey, if you're really just kind of watching news and television passively, and if you're being entertained and learning, uh, it's, it's not actually that good for you. And you know, prior to that, he talks about how if you are engaged and you do feel like you're connected with your friends and family, you know, you live a happier life and they're doing all this research to prove that people who feel connected are happier. And he's trying to make Facebook into a thing that connects you with your friends and family. 
But if you're a publisher and you're printing news stories, obviously, like he's saying, putting a bunch of news stories on the news feed is making people unhappy and we want to take them off Facebook. Yeah. I mean, these publishers, I mean, go through your own feed and you're probably, they're probably posting 40 times a day, right? I mean, it's just a massive amount of content that they're churning out with the, you know, their goal is to drive people back to their website so they can make money. I'm sure they have partnerships with Facebook. So I think it's put them on notice. I think us as advertisers, we probably won't see a whole lot of change. We know CPMs are rising, right? Um, he didn't really mention anything about advertising per se. So I would just keep, you know, keep track of like benchmarking. You know, we have a RQ4 report will be coming out in hopefully two weeks. Hopefully. Whoa, uh, at stage Q4 benchmark report. I got, uh, looking at the data, guess what? CPMs rose again. And <laughs> they, right. were, they went up quite a bit in Q4, which is real no surprise. Um, and we'll get into some of the holiday stuff here on Facebook uh, coming up next. But benchmark it and make sure that you're measuring your performance and you're keeping track of these changes over time. The, the one last thing I'll say before we move <clears> on <throat> is another quote from, from Zuck in his post. He wrote, the first changes you you... Hmm. He has a typo. But the first changes you will see will be in the newsfeed, where you can expect to see more from your friends, family, and groups. Groups. So it sounds like uh, we'll see a lot of group spam. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're a marketer, or if I guess if you're in charge of organic on Facebook, it might be a time to dust off that old group you haven't done anything with in a while and try to build some uh, interesting connecting content or whatever you said before. Yeah. Um, so maybe get ahead of the curve. I'm a, I'm a big fan of groups. I think I probably spend 80% of my time on Facebook now is in groups. Yeah, we've talked about this before because yeah. I couldn't even find the groups tab and you're like, <laughs> I'm, I'm in it every day. I'm going to add you to some groups. Yeah, well, <laughs> to be fair, sorry, Facebook. I don't use Facebook that much. I've seen it become more of a Twitter yeah. and in Instagram, though. I mean, they're happy that I use Instagram. Until your they parents own. get on Instagram yeah. and then it goes downhill. For the holiday, I wonder, I, like <laughs> I did, how many people taught their parents how to use Instagram and I taught my parents how to use Instagram stories. Because, you know, that's where a lot of our content goes. My girlfriend and I now put, I don't know why we do it. I think it started here. I, we tried a story and I was like, actually, this isn't bad. Anyway, I wonder if they're going to see a, a little bump from all the kids that went home and taught their parents oh. how to use stories. Yeah, then they'll see a bump in the younger ones. Uh, my, my wife's parents just got on Instagram. They're like, can we follow you? And she's like, no, <laughs> just what I had this. This was mine. <laughs> yeah, well, then you go to Snapchat. Yeah, uh, yeah. which anyway, we'll get into in a second. But yeah. We really want to talk about Snapchat. <laughs> uh, okay, so what else yeah. at Facebook? The, the holiday season came and went. As expected, e-commerce like you know blew out of the roof. It was the biggest spending uh, time ever uh, for online advertising, but specifically Facebook had a few uh, kind of comments, right? Yeah, I mean, they were showing some data really around the, the dates, right, that were really big, and then also the devices that people were using. And so again, no surprise around the Black Friday, Cyber Monday, Small Business Saturday. There's even a Singles Day, which I didn't, I didn't fully understand what that was. I thought that was like the day after Valentine's Day or something, or I don't know. Anyway, so there were some days in there, but uh, they showed some really cool uh, graphs. By cool, I just mean that they were just showing the percentage of Facebook conversions that happened on mobile versus desktop and they compared it from last year to this year and no surprise here that there some of these were seeing 50% gains going from 40% to 60% kind of uh, traffic so people are getting used to shopping on mobile and they're actually getting uh, I would say used to also shopping on mobile on Facebook which still blows my mind because I hate shopping on mobile but uh, it's surpassing uh, desktop 
or will be surpassing desktop, right? Yeah. It's not quite there, but it's getting close. Getting close, especially for Facebook. I think Facebook, like specifically, is a mobile strategy. Like, there's just not a lot of desktop. Which there. bar is mobile? Uh, this is uh, 2017. Oh, and then this I is 2016. See. And then they were showing, you know, the share of. So 80% of people preferred mobile to desktop on Small Business Saturday. So <laughs> it doesn't even make it's sense. already over that everybody prefers mobile to shop. Weirdos. You're all weirdos. Yeah. Um, Singles Day, by the way, <clears throat> yeah. is a Chinese holiday. Huh. Uh, it's the Chinese e-commerce holiday. Um, it's an entertainment festival popular among young Chinese people that celebrates their pride at being single. The date, November 11th, was chosen because the number one rep uh, resembles an individual who is alone. Ironically, the holiday has also become a popular date to celebrate one's relationship, with over 4,000 couples being married in Beijing on this date in 2011. I'm on Wikipedia. Huh. Uh, it's also become a popular shopping date, with shoppers exceeding 168 billion yuan, which is $25 billion as of 2017. Wow. So it's basically like Black Friday in China. And, wow. Uh, probably in the U.S. for the Chinese population. You'll learn a lot of stuff here on, on the headline <laughs> show. Uh, we, will, we will dig up these articles. Yeah, this is hard-hitting news. Uh, singles Day. Although I liked your idea, like the day after Valentine's Day. You're like, now it's for us. Single people. Oh, man. Cool. Facebook. What else do they got? Um, we talk about their home device market. Um, so new hardware. So hardware, not software. This is something that's you know, physically, you know, something called Portal. Um, is designed to work indoors and be controlled through voice commands. Right. I mean, so basically Facebook's building their own version of Amazon Echo or Alexa. Yeah. Um, so this is also leaked. So this isn't confirmed by Facebook. But supposedly um, in May for $499, you can buy a portal. Portal will go in your house and act just like uh, an Echo, except it's supposed to have like a camera that can identify your face and actually like know who's talking to it and then connect it to your profile or something like that. Uh, it's interesting because Facebook has this thing called Building 8, which is where they build hardware products. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, Facebook does build some hardware like Oculus Rift is mm -hmm. actual hardware or Oculus. I don't know if it's called Rift anymore. Um, so that has a whole group working on it. But then also they have this Building 8, which they've been trying to get some consumer product out. You know, Snapchat had their glasses, and uh, Google obviously has a huge hardware line now with their phones, with their you know Pixel line, and uh, they they have Google Home now. Yep. So basically, Facebook trying to do that. It seems like they might actually get a product out, uh, which would be a big kind of turnaround for that uh, embattled department over at Facebook. That's gonna be tough. I mean, Amazon really seems to have the market there. Um, but well, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I, it's four. You know, the the Facebook product's four ninety nine. Amazon, you know, I, I think was selling the dot for ninety nine dollars. Yeah. So like that was genius. It was a great holiday gift like three years ago. No one uses it. It's still like the one we have in our office here, sitting in the corner unplugged. Um, but it got a lot of people, I think, into the the product category yeah. and kind of uh, you know taught you how to use it. And you're probably more likely to upgrade to like a better Amazon device. Sure. Good job, Bezos. Yeah. But uh, with the addition of maybe a new product, they, they shuttered one. So, um, what was it, M, right? <laughs> and there was a personal assistant that was in beta and didn't even really make it out of beta. So, yeah, only 2,000 people had access to it. It was only in California. And it was truly personal assistant, human people that you can just type in Facebook Messenger, like, hey, order flowers for my wife. You know, spend this much money, here's my address. And they would just, you know, personal assistant. And it was free. Uh, well, I think it was free. 
Um, so M, as a personal assistant, has died. Uh, well, that's kind of morbid. Uh, they've canceled the product. I do want to say, as a product guy, I love when companies do that. They roll something out, they test. I think this came from an acquisition they did. I forget the name of the company that they acquired that had like the kind of technology to get these requests <laughs> into the humans. But they bought a company, they tried it, they learned a bunch from it. They're you know deprecating that feature, but they're keeping. Uh, I think it's called recommendations by M, yeah. which is the other half of it. Which um, I think those show up in a few different places. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. The, I, I think I accidentally cut the article out of uh, our notes here. Yeah. But I think it's like in Messenger, you can, you know, if you're talking about meeting someone, sometimes it will recommend like, oh, do you want to get an Uber? Yeah. Uh, those recommendations are powered by M, kind of gotcha. the AI version of M, not the human. So M will live on, but not the personal assistant. Cool. Let's, uh, let's, let's leave Facebook behind and let's talk about some Snapchat because we... We love dogging on Snapchat because <laughs> we're old. And, you know, well, and I have a friend who went to their party. Oh, no. Oh, yeah? I have a friend who does uh, um, photo booths, vintage photo booths. Oh, nice. Um, which are awesome, and they're, yeah. they're like the real photo booths from like 50 years ago, and they refurbish them, and they modernize them, and then they put them in bars or rent them at parties, and they did the Snapchat party. Oh, cool. Because if you read, Snapchat <laughs> forbid people from using Snapchat at their own party. So you yeah. have to tape over your phone lens... You couldn't take pictures, and they spent, I, I think I wrote down how much they spent, like millions of dollars on this holiday party, $4 million New Year's Eve blow in LA. And they had to tape over their cameras, which is like mind-blowing that like your own product, you're like, what you're selling to the masses is a way to, you know, document your life and show people what you're doing and communicate. Then you go to your own company's party, and they're like, yeah, you can't use that crappy product. You're just, you know, what about privacy? Oh man, I love that one. Well, they um, Daily Beast got a hold of some really great um, internal data that hasn't really even been shared with the, even the team. So basically, this article that they published is pretty hard hitting in the fact that um, one, Snapchat didn't even want their internal employees to see this data, but two, the data is showing how Snapchat is being used, and it's basically a chat. It is like you know, people are using it for messages. They're not really consuming, right? They're not consuming video. They're not using Snap Maps. They're not using any of the features. They are um, sending or they are taking selfies. And I love that um, Spiegel, right? You know, he said these selfies that they're using are talking with pictures. So, one yeah, of my favorite uh, quotes. <laughs> I mean, I with pictures. <laughs> I get what he means in a sense that like. You know, Snapchat photos are not curated to be stories, and they're not right. like Instagram, where they're kind of polished. Um, but on the flip side, you know, so it's like good and bad. It's like people use photos in a different way on Snapchat because they're just too lazy to type out what they're doing, so they take a photo. But if you see all the numbers that uh, they that got leaked and got posted, people aren't using stories. People aren't using the Snap Map. There's the Discover, Discover. feature, which is where publishers can like put almost like a mini magazine into Snapchat. Uh, not doing super well, and they're doing a relaunch right now, I guess last month actually in December, they have a new version of Discover that's like a V2. Uh, it's only a beta to limited users, but apparently the other thing in this article kind of keeps going back to is just the working culture at Snapchat is like crazy town. It's like super <clears throat> secretive, no teams talk to each other, you sign these crazy NDAs, you got tape over your phone at the party, and Spiegel's got his own little inner circle. 
um, it seems like all the signs of just like a giant implosion of a company. Oh, yeah. And then they spend like $4 million on a crazy holiday party with, uh, he paid like Drake out of his own pocket to perform for people. <laughs> um, it just, it seems like the only, the only good thing is at least their kind of base usage is still like slow growth. Yeah. You know? Um, I think I just saw they broke kind of a record on how many snaps per day, 86 million snaps per day. Um, so people are using the core feature, and that is kind of trending up. But between Instagram copycatting them and their user base um, being kind of flat, it seems pretty troubling for Snap. Their yeah. stock's down, too. I didn't check it, but, I mean, it's dropped. Whew. I'd love to see it after this article hit. Yeah, I should have went and checked. But I can tell you in Q3, uh, in 2017, they lost $443 million. So not a not a small not not a small amount of money. And then uh, the quote that immediately follows that from a uh, former employee is, "If I was on the Discover team, I would be effing furious." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it sounds like just it's very, you know. I think he's trying to be Apple-like. Everybody wants to be Steve Jobs, and like I think he did have this kind of secrecy and the big reveal kind of mm -hmm. Apple thing that people try to emulate, but. In this day and age, it's really hard to pull off. I mean, even Apple can't do it. Like, their stuff now gets leaked regularly. But yeah. uh, Snapstock, I just checked. It IPO'd, I guess, at 27 or somewhere around $27. Bucks. Um, and then it hit $11.83. It's uh, now up to $14. Um, so this news doesn't seem to have affected it. It's been pretty flat since August, uh, kind of fluctuating between $11 and $15. Uh, but we'll see. Um, it is down a bit. Yeah. But... Yeah, we'll see when when their Q4 report comes out. It seems like every time they release a quarterly report, their stock drops. Right. Well, I did see a quote. Um, I don't know who put it out, but it was they asked marketers if uh, how many preferred like Instagram over Snapchat, and it was like 96% of marketers said they preferred to market on Instagram over Snapchat. Yeah. So I just think it's probably going to remain a pretty niche crowd that wants. It's like you know. Yeah. has the creative and has the like excitement to try to push a brand on Snapchat. Sure. All right, we beat them up enough. Yeah, we can move on. Let's talk about, uh, we, do you want to go into Google? Sure. And then we can wrap it up with some CES stuff. So, Google, sunsetting AdWords review and stick, uh, extensions. I These are ones, I thought they were great, but I could never get mine approved. <laughs> It was such a hard thing to get approved. So basically, uh, for all you search marketers out there, you know, you would you would take a quote, you know, and you could uh, you had to like link to the article. And every time I would try, it's like nope, unapproved, unapproved, and I could never get it to approve. They were saying even folks were using uh, quotes that were like on the Better Beer, Better Business Bureau. Yeah, it's hard to say the BBB website. And even those were getting denied, so Google finally gave up. They've been out since 2013, um, so they tried for a few years, but they are now uh, out of there. Uh, although if you do have them and they are working for you, A, I'm sorry, but B, if you want your data, you have to export it this month because uh, yeah. after January, your data will be uh, gone. Good call. Yep. Uh, Google right. also, oh, payment platform. This is a super short story. Yeah. Um, I'm an Android guy. I always want to be able to swipe my phone. I hate having credit cards. I got this grandma wallet for Christmas. Dang. Yeah, I look like uh, like my mom. Because um, I wanted one of those ones that goes on the back of your phone. You yeah. like put a card or two into. But my girlfriend's mom, uh, you know, she, did, she was like, 
I got you that thing. <laughs> so I put my phone in it and I was like, oh, I'll use it. And then I was like, well, actually, it's like really useful. And I don't care. I look like my mom. Um, but I hate carrying credit cards. Like, I hate it. So I want <laughs> Google to figure this out or Apple Pay or Square or whoever. But they're changed now to like combined uh, Google Payments and Google Wallet. Or no, Android Pay and Google Wallet. Yeah. They're trying to simplify it so you can buy online um, using Google Pay much more easily. They didn't mention anything about the in-store stuff. Um, and I did see there's one like little uh, thing you might want to take advantage of if you shop on Instacart, Fandango, or B&H, which I don't know what B&H is. I don't know what B&H is, yeah. Um, but there's, they're like offering discounts, so if you like pay with Google Pay on those three sites, you can, hmm. you can like make a little, like make a little money back. Yeah, I mean, geez, might as well go get your movie tickets for free. No, I wish. All right, cool, yeah, Google Pay. Uh, updating how we buy things. So I think the last one we can wrap up with is CES. So CES is this week, yeah, it's in Las Vegas, it's the big consumer electronic show, yeah, that is uh, what it stands for. And so out of that, there were some, some trends that we should be watching for. Um, I like this first one, D-commerce, D-commerce, all right? So, Paul, what, I know that you were doing some reading on this, and you were like, what in the world? Yeah, I read it, and I couldn't figure out what e-commerce was. You said it's demand commerce, which sure. I thought is good. Maybe. But, like, they don't even really say. I mean, um, it's honestly a load of corporate talk about yeah. uh, omni-channel plus e-commerce plus something yeah. else. It's a, a fancy, so this is, like, the definition, uh, a fancy new term. It combines e-commerce and m-commerce from being online to omnichannel to on demand. So you're shopping where you want, when you want, with minimal friction. D-commerce. Wow. <laughs> yeah. How many buzzwords can we put yeah. into a definition? You had omnichannel, you had on demand, so you get like this oh, like yeah. IoT in there. D-commerce. So you have to just become the VP of D-commerce somewhere. Um, they do, I mean, they go on to talk about voice, voice-enabled yeah. devices, like letting us buy and shop in different ways. That's kind of the real trend I think they're pointing yeah. at, but just making it more convoluted. Um, but I thought the second one was more interesting. Yeah, I like this one. Uh, the, the trend for screens, so screens everywhere, and there was even like a, a screen you could like roll up like a piece of paper and super hmm. flexible screens. Yeah. Now I've seen these for years, like, and I've been waiting for them to actually show up somewhere. Um, but I just, for some reason, I think it's very cool that you would have like, you know, a screen on your bathroom mirror or a screen in the kitchen, like on the actual countertop. So you could like measure ingredients into it. You know, all the stuff you see in those futuristic movies. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly videos. what I was thinking. Yeah. I mean, it's probably useless. And instead it will just be like streaming, you know, Netflix. And yeah. we'll just be like, yeah. I'm supposed to be making dinner and I'm just staring just at the countertop. Yeah. Watching Netflix for an hour. And then be like, why is there a carrot? On the... Right. So it's probably terrible for society. But it's pretty cool to put screens on everything. Sounds like a Black Mirror episode. Yeah, very true. <laughs> and I don't remember the third trend. Last one was influence of software. So um, looking into, so we, you know, last year was really about AI, machine learning, super buzzwords. I think this year they become not necessarily buzzwords, they're kind of over, you know, the curve where they're just being, you use them now, right? And so uh, they're saying that we're going to see a lot more AI and machine learning into <clears throat> brands using them. So maybe agriculture taking over. Uh, getting into like uh, healthcare a lot more now and figuring out ways that uh, these are all going to be part of it to where technology, as they say, is no longer just a delivery mechanism for communications. It's actually how we do things. So, yeah. 
I see. Yeah, I've been saying ML for machine learning a lot lately, and I try and like I'm saying it for real, but I always feel like yeah, people like sometimes people give me the giggle like oh yeah, machine learning big data, but I'm like no really like this is really powered by machine learning yeah. big data like it's here now things yeah. are actually getting done because of machine learning. Yeah, so yeah, those are kind of the big ones that um that was you know put out there on CES is the the three big trends that we shall be watching. So that's all we got. Awesome. Well, welcome to 2018. Hopefully you enjoyed the headlines. If you want to get more, you could always head over to blog.adsage.io, sign up for the blog and get more headlines that we don't have time to cover, or listen to some of the great interviews that JD does with some of the leading marketers out there in the world. We'll be back next Tuesday. All right. All have right. a good one. See you guys.